Hey guys, happy Tuesday. Welcome back to the show. It's episode 75. What's up, guys? It's Jacqueline. Happy Tuesday. All right. Let me just tell you tell you how it is right now, all right? Cut the music. Jacqueline got five hours of sleep, and we're going to make this the first rendition, first episode of Teacher Tuesday. I'm wearing my sexy teacher glasses right now. Go to YouTube to watch. I'm here Monday through Friday on YouTube. Uh, I just feel like teaching you guys some shit and cause I need to, I'm, I'm trying to learn about myself doing the show every day. And I think it's time. It's time I educate instead of just entertain. I got it. What is, what do people say? You got to entertain. You got to educate. Well, I've been slack on the education. It's been a bunch of nonsense, a bunch of ranting and you know, useless information for you guys. The last 75, 74 episodes, excuse me. Uh, well, you guys tell me, go leave me a review. Let me know. Go over to the Apple podcast app. Leave, leave me a review. Have you learned anything from the show? Cause today feels like the first day I'm bringing the education component and uh, we're going to go through habits because I'm building a habit right now. This is my 75th day in a row doing the show. And I want to talk to you guys about habits and I'm going to do a lot of reading today. I have my 2020 vision no lens glasses on to help me read my screen so stay tuned for I don't know just some calm sentences that are well put together because I'm, be, I'm going to be reading notes from the book Atomic Habits some direct quotes and then I'm going to go into some things so I mean real quick let's do the life updates uh basically I went th- finally went to the antique store I've been wanting to go to for a long time and I bought a nude painting (laughs) of, it was like a French painting with little angels flying around. It was like a, something you'd see in the Sistine Chapel, chapel, dude, I'm not from Michigan. Why did I make my A sound like that? Chapel. Uh, it looks very, it looks like it belongs. Yeah. In the Sistine Chapel in Rome or something, but I put that, I installed it behind my toilet so when you go pee if you're a guy because a girl is not going to see it when she's sitting but a girl a guy standing peeing in my toilet has to stare at this naked painting and it's it's cool because I was I was looking for specific things at the antique store yesterday I need a new couch because the one I wanted to order that was going to come in January I went to the I went to confirm how like the size of it because I was ordering online and it's way too big so I don't know, I'm looking for a new couch. I'm looking for paintings, shit to put on my walls. And it was a great time. I walked around there in silence for two hours, didn't bring my phone in, left it in the car. And basically this antique store is the size of Costco. And it's like five minutes away from me in San Diego. And I, I enjoyed myself. Then I went to the grocery store, picked up a few things and, you know, anyways, came home, did yoga. I, I want to get into the, the topic today, the teacher topic, but I need to update you guys. What else? Um, I don't know. I did yo- yeah, yoga, watched a uh, p- podcast on YouTube. I watched Bad Friends. Then I finished an episode of The Rogan Show. And Oh, fuck. Okay. The reason I got five hours of sleep is because I stayed up on TikTok. 
until 1.30. And yeah, my good news is let's just, uh, let's just have a standing ovation for this right now. Everybody off your seats, start clapping your hands. Jacqueline's got a great, her circadian rhythm works because I naturally woke up at my naturally waking up time, even though I went to bed late at 6am. So regardless of how late I stay up, my body knows when to wake up and that's positive. So thanks for the applause. Thanks for, um, you know, <laughs> clapping me up. I don't, I've heard about that. Like it doesn't matter how late you go to bed, always wake up at the same time. It helps your body there. I just taught you something. Never change the time you wake up. Changing the time you go to bed is okay, but the time you wake up is key. Anyways, uh, let's just get into this. Let me check. I have, I do have a few notes on my phone that I wrote. I wrote a lot. A lot of the topics I had for today were like typical Jacqueline show, random thoughts and ideas, but, um, let's see here. Why are stars in the same place? I asked myself last night at 1am guys, I was high as fuck. Let me just tell you this. My brother got published. He's my uh, musician. My, he's the show. He's my music guy. He made my intro music, but he got published in a, like an article written up about him and his music. And he mentioned how smoking weed helps his creative process. So in the group chat yesterday, I said, Robert tonight, cause I haven't smoked in a while. And I said, in honor of this, I'm going to get high as fuck t- tonight and just like, yeah, be creative. And so of course I'm watching TikTok late, asking myself questions, writing on my phone note. Why are the stars in the same place? I always thought that like when you look up the big dipper, it's always in the same spot. Like, obviously, it rotates based on where we're at. I don't know. Is the earth flat? What's happening? That always makes me go, what the fuck? Because explain that to me when the milky... No, excuse me. Our solar system... So, we revolve around the sun. We're spinning at sixty-seven miles, 67,000 miles per hour. As we're rotating around the sun like 500,000 miles an hour or whatever. And the sun in our, in all the planets with us, what are we called? The, the solar system we're in? I don't know. Ah. We're going around the Milky Way. So why are the stars always the same? Someone answer that. Send me a DM. I'm confused. Or just write it in the review section of the podcast app. Guys, literally, I'm, I'm teach. it's Teacher Tuesday. I'm wearing my glasses your homework again today is to leave a review on this app on the, on this, excuse me, on this show, on the podcast app. So go let me know about the stars in the universe. That's all I really have. Let's see what else on my notes. Um, Oh, ladies, I learned this last night. So when you're struggling to open a pickle jar, which is what I'm drinking my iced coffee out of right now, Guys, this is gonna change your life. Girls, excuse me. I'm speaking. If you're a man, if you're a guy, keep scrolling. <laughs> That's a TikTok uh, phrase. Keep scrolling. This is for the ladies only. Take a knife. Don't take a little steak knife. Take your vegetable chopping knife and walk up to the pickle jar when you're struggling to open it and stab the top of it really hard with the knife and commit to it because you don't want to fuck around. You don't want to be a little weak bitch about it. You got to stab it and that will release the pressure or whatever the fuck that's keeping that lid on so tight and it'll maybe you'll just unscrew it like in two seconds. You don't need no man. You don't need no grippy thing you buy on Amazon to open jars. 
no stab it with a knife and yeah apparently there's I don't know so I learned that um oh my god I just taught you something guys we're not even getting into the habit section I just taught you like two things so that's all I got let's get into it uh, oh fuck okay I gotta tell you guys one more thing another a homework assignment I did I just okay I'm so tired I'm over caffeinating right now I'm so tired I just delayed my reaction to myself that I burped like I did it and then like five seconds later I just I'm like fuck why did I why did I why do I make noises why am I gross I'm like the I'm like the sexiest most I smell so good today I'm wearing my Chanel chance guys I'm not gross I shower twice a day I'm clean so don't get it twisted but I'm also I also uh, sometimes let out a little air bubble okay so go to Instagram this is your homework assignment and go to what about bunny it's all there's like what underscore about underscore bunny it's this dog who's a conversationalist just like me who's learning how to speak english or learning how to communicate with her um parents <laughs> this is a dog over in seattle i think it's a poodle i don't know actually don't know what kind of dog it is but it presses these little buttons and it communicates with its owners and it's the most I I feel like when I watch these videos, I almost want to cry. I'm like, this dog under like it can say, I love you. I want to get scratches. They call them scratches. Scratches right now. I want to go outside. I need to pee. It taps the buttons and it knows what the fuck's happened. Like it knows what the words mean. And so go over to what underscore about underscore bunny on Instagram. And if you are, if you're having a bad day, I swear to God, this always makes me feel so good even though I have had any bad days for the last 75 days because I podcast every day and podcasting makes me happy. So uh, just being honest, I've never been this, my happiness levels have been so sustained. Also medication, but let's forget about that. It's literally because I'm doing my hobby and my passion and I feel fulfilled. So, but if you're having a bad day, go to what about bunny on Instagram, watch this dog press buttons. It's so cute. It is so cool. And it like, sometimes it's like an, what is that? Apodextrous, ambidextrous. It uses like both paws and it doesn't, it'll, the dog will literally walk over these buttons. It's like a mat, like think of a, a doormat, but it has a lot of these, it has these easy, like staples, easy buttons all over the pad <laughs> and it'll just walk on them. Won't even look down, just kind of knows where it's at. It's so insane. So there you go. Let's get into the atomic habits section. James Clear wrote this book, changed my life. So let's, uh, I want to teach you guys some shit because like I said, I'm building a habit, podcasting habit. And this is some of the most like solid, helpful life advice I think I've ever read. And I like, you need to know about it. I don't know if you've read this book before. If you have, this is a refresh. Let's just get it. Let's just get into it. Deep dive. And I'm going to start reading sentences. So in three, excuse me, in three sentences, here's the book. An atomic habit is a regular practice or routine that is not only small and easy to do, but is also the source of incredible power, a component of the system of compound growth. Number two, bad habits repeat themselves again and again because you don't want to change, but because you have the wrong system for change. Number three, changes that seem small and unimportant at first will compound into remarkable results if you're willing to stick with them for years. So there's a book in three sentences. 
the last one, number three, speaks to me because it seems like, well, it doesn't seem like a small change. I'm literally I'm blasting through seven episodes a week right now, but um, it seems, well, I feel small. I feel like a, I'm like this meek little, I'm, I just sit in my apartment by myself and talk to myself all day. And it seems like, I know you guys like the show. You guys are, it's growing, but I don't, right now it's about building the habit. And it says here, number three, that will com this will compound into remarkable results if you're willing to stick with it for years. And which I've already told you guys, this is my 30 year plan. I'm not going anywhere. It's definitely my dream career. <laughs> Let's cheers to that. Drink your coffee. I'm drinking a, a local roastery today. Should I turn on the jazz music while I say this? Where's my music? Damn it. Hey. I'm drinking from a local coffee roaster here. God damn, I love life. I just love jazz music. That's Dave Cause. He's a great, great guy. So let's get into the rest of it. So we're going to go chapter by chapter. And I'm going to just give you some of the big ideas about the book as I go through. And then as I read, I'm going to pause and reflect on how I'm applying these ideas to my life. And maybe that will help you guys think about your life. So bear with me. Like I said, Teacher Tuesday, episode one. <laughs> I've never done this before. So let's have fun. I'll try to put my spin on it, my little twist. So it's not like you're lis listening to... Lex Friedman and just monotone talk, which, which I love to fall asleep. To. Sometimes I watch his podcast late at night. Like, okay, this is so weird. I've talked about Lex Friedman before, but I love the way he talks. Like the sound of his voice is very soothing, but I'm, I feel like I, I don't want to do that to you guys today. I don't want to be like soothing. I want to be kind of fun still. I want to keep my, I want to keep my, uh, self, my brand. I want to fucking Jacqueline figure it out. I want this to stay on brand, okay? Because you guys are tuning in for a certain reason. I don't want to give you Lex Friedman, like, hello. Tonight, we're going to learn about atomic habits and how habits can change your life. <laughs> Honestly, shout out Lex Friedman for real, though, because I've learned so much from his podcast, and uh, yeah, I appreciate that guy. So here we go. The book and five ideas. The five ideas of the book are this. Habits are the compound interest of self-improvement. Number two, if you want better results, then forget about setting goals. Focus on your system instead. Number three, the most effective way to change your habits is to focus not on what you want to achieve, but who you wish to become. Number four, the four laws of behavior change are a simple set of rules we can use to build better habits. These four rules are number one, make it obvious. Number two, make it attractive. Number three, make it easy. And number four, make it satisfying. Those are the simple set of rules to use to build better habits. And the last big idea, number five, is 
Environment is the invisible hand that shapes human behavior. I'm talking slow. I've never talked this slow. This is fun. I kind of like that. I'm just reading and it's like Teacher Tuesday. Jacqueline's the librarian, sexy librarian. I'm wearing my glasses. Go to YouTube, to YouTube to watch. So I'm big on environment. Let's go to number five here because that spoke to me. Environment is the invisible hand that shapes human behavior. And I know myself and I've, I'm a highly, I don't know if I'm highly sensitive. I don't like to label myself and say shit like that, but I've always said like you're environment is everything. If I, I've literally moved to this location I live in because of the environment. The specific apartment I chose was because of the environment, how I felt in it. And this is talking more about your environment, like your family, your friends, the people around you in your life that are shaping and molding you. Um, obviously that's the point of that, but I also think of physical environment, um, that helps, that'll help shape your human behavior. Cause look, I wasn't dealing well with living in Eastern Washington in the snow, which it would, it would be around for three months. I'd have to walk to work in the snow and I, it, it made me depressed. And even going home, home to Washington, most, most of the time, I'm already anticipating this when I go home for a month, the dark clouds and the constant rain, that environment, it doesn't make me like excited and inspired to do stuff. I, and that's what I learned about myself by, I guess, when I traveled and go, I went to hotter places like California, I was like, oh, I'm energized by this environment. So that's why I'm here. But uh, anyways, let's, let's move on. I just wanted to comment on that. Because environment is all... So I always say, don't ask yourself, what do you want to be when you grow up? Grow up. I know we're all asking ourselves that question still. Like you're going to ask that until you're, my grandma talks about it. She's like, I've never really figured out like what I want to do. Like, what do I want to be when I grow up? And I've mentioned this so many times. Don't ask yourself, what do you want to be when you grow up? Ask yourself, how do you want to live? Because when you wake up and live your life, like how, what, like how you do that is so important and so impactful on your like psyche if you're happy or not if, if you're you know it's the cliche you know working I don't know in a high rise in New York City but you're living in a cracker barrel <laughs> excuse me a cracker box apartment with four other dudes and you're working 12 hours a day yeah you're making good money but you're how do you how you live sucks so factor that in when you make life choices how are you living what is your lifestyle I'm lifestyle first I'm quality of life first Everything else fall, falls after that. As long as that, and, and I'm willing to suck it up sometimes, okay? I, I understand that not everyone can make, they can't like live in their dream city in the sunshine and palm trees. Um, in fact, I don't even know how I, how I made that happen for myself. Sometimes I'm like, I still look around and pinch myself. Like, how the, f I live in this beautiful place, in this beautiful city. Like, how did I do this? And I don't know. It's It's just interesting, but always, always ask yourself how you want to live, build your, create your lifestyle, create your, um, I don't know. Okay. So I need some more coffee. Let's drink. Um, oh, I got a cute Husky outside. Someone walking their dog. Sorry to get off topic, but about to dry up again and read sentences. So here we go. Chapter one, the surprising power of tiny habits. These are some quotes from this first chapter. So first off, 
success is the daily, excuse me, success is the product of daily habits, not once in a lifetime transformations. You should be far more concerned with your current trajectory than with your current results. Process, system, end goal is more important than where you're at today. Goals are about the results you want to achieve. Systems are about the process that leads to the results. That kind of goes with what I just said. Breakthrough moments are often the result of many previous actions, which build up the potential required to unleash a major change. That just spoke to me hugely. Huge, hugely, hugely. Why do we pronounce the H with a Y, Donald Trump? I don't understand. There's a lot of people that do that. Huge, huge. Someone leave a review today in the on the Apple Podcast app. Let, let me know why some people pronounce the H with a Y sound. Huge, huge. So the breakthrough moment I had recently was about my life and my overthinking and the paralysis that comes with that where instead of taking action and just doing something that I want to do, I sit, I think about it, I process it, I get a little nervous about how hard it's going to be to accomplish and then I never do it. I fail to start or I fail to like move the needle forward in my life. I've always said I feel like I'm half pregnant on 10 things. I'm not actually pregnant, but I felt like I had 10 different things I was interested in. And every couple, three months or so, I'd be tap dancing with this one and tap dancing with that one and bouncing around. And I never committed where the breakthrough I had recently is this. Jacqueline, you have a job you love. That's your thing. Jacqueline, you have a hobby. You have a creative pro- creative outlet you love. That's my podcast. And Jacqueline, you have a form of exercise that contributes to your, that helps your mental health and your uh, physical body, which is yoga. I'm like, those are my three life decisions. And I know it's, I've been wishy-washy. And the reason why I'm sticking to these things is because I feel it's building my self-esteem and self-worth when I'm like, oh, I'm get I'm building skills. I'm getting better and better at these specific things instead of feeling like shit about not being able to pick one. And I read the one thing that book, the one thing, you know, I think it's sitting up there. Who I can't read who wrote it, but got a bookshelf in front of me. Go to YouTube to see the bookshelf in front of me that you actually can't see because it's behind the camera anyways. And that really that book spoke to me and I kind of it was like intimidating. It was like how do I just pick one thing? And it's crazy. I read that 2 years ago and here I am going, I'm a podcast host. And I, my other one thing is yoga. My other one thing is my job. Because, I don't know, I feel inspired by myself right now. I feel like every decision I've been making lately is proving that decisiveness makes you so happy. And if you're out there, if you're someone who's, I'm a perfectionist, typical, like, you know, type A, loveless making, love high achieving, love all that shit. Uh, that ain't cute, girl. That ain't cute, guy. I swear to God, it's held me back. That was the breakthrough. Going back to the quote I read here from chapter one. That's the breakthrough I had that 
that's not it's i it's idealistic it's it's like fun to envision the end result it's fun to think about things and and dream big but you're not executing on that mission if you're getting discombobulated every day with all these new things you want to be perfect at and anyways so uh there's some notes from chapter one let's let's move forward um let's go into chapter two how your habits shape your identity and vice versa now we're talking about identity Jacqueline had an identity crisis excuse me I was stripped of I felt like I was soul stripped and my identity was gone when I quit my job a couple years ago it's hard to I haven't really gone into that ever but is the type of thing where I was psychologically like confused about myself and I walked out into the world the day I quit and I'm like I don't even know who I am so we're fine we're finding her again we're finding her building that shaping the, the identity with my habits uh so here's a quote here changing our habits is challenging for two reasons we try to change the wrong thing and number two we try to change our habits in the wrong way okay there are three layers of behavior change a change in your outcomes a change in your processes and or a change in your identity so if you want to change your behavior you have to change your thinking about the outcome you have to change the process or you have to fully go black mamba fucking what does Beyonce call herself? Her other her alter ego, Sasha Fierce. Is that it? You got to change your identity. You got to do some sort of identity cha- shift, mental like a mental one. Here we go. Outcomes are about what you get. Processes are about what you do. Identity is about uh, is about what you believe. So I kind of got that wrong. Identity is what you about what you believe. Well, that could that could have to do with how, what you believe yourself to be. What kind of like if you're if you have a low self esteem, if you start to believe and and have a positive affirmation every day that I'm a bad bitch, that'll help change your identity. If you just repeat, 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 repeat. Ask yourself, who is the type of person that could get the outcome I want? Okay. It's a simple two-step process. Decide the step... Fuck. (laughs) It's a simple two-step process. Decide the type of person you want to be. Number two, prove it to yourself with small wins. Okay. Um, the real reason habits matter is not because they can get you better results, but because they can change your beliefs about yourself. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay. So that spoke to me. Let's go into it. I've, I've struggled. The whole reason this book is getting, the quotes from it are getting read today is because Jacqueline got five hours of sleep. I just want to read shit. I want to bring you guys some, I want to bring you some value today as the content creators out there say, I want to try to bring my audience value. Share this with someone. If you got, if you got value out of this today, 
If you learned something today, share this with someone. Screenshot this episode and share it with your followers. That's what I got to say as a content creator now. But um, no, I, I, I totally understand what this means now after doing this 75 days in a row because the habit I've created has completely changed the beliefs about myself. It's built my self-esteem, my self-worth. Guys, I was fucking, felt like a worthless piece of shit, depressed, sad in the beginning of 2020, um, isolation, fucking lost my job, having no clear direction with my life. And after committing to this process and doing it every day, I feel like I'm the shit, dude. I'm the shit. It's good to feel like you're the shit. Because I wasn't feeling like the shit earlier this year. And this new habit helped help me finally feel that way. So I don't know if there's something we said about doing something every single day. Not being a little bitch about it. Not saying, oh, I'm going to do a podcast once a week. Fuck that bitch. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's probably uh, better for your mental health. I'm kidding. That's a bad example. But, you know, picking like meditating every day or whatever it is. There's something we said about going to bed every night, putting your head on the pillow and feeling good about yourself because you got that done. And that thing is making you feel like a more confident person. It's making you like yourself more. It's making you, and I've, I'm like, shit, I'm, pr- I'm like, how many minutes can I get this? Like literally this time my brain works. I'm like, okay, 75 episodes. I want to get to the point where you're scrolling on the Apple podcast app for six minutes because I have so many fucking episodes. That's my goal. Someone asked me in the DMs, what's your goal with the podcast? I'm like, I should have told them that. Once I hit that point, I feel like that's going to be about 4,000 episodes. (laughs) You're just sitting there and scrolling for six minutes. (laughs) That's where I want to get. That's where, that's the landing on the moon, moon for me. How long, but that, so this habit I'm doing, this daily routine is making me feel good about myself. Okay, so chapter three, let's get into it. I'm going to drink some more coffee. How are you guys doing? Happy Tuesday. Sexy teacher Jacqueline checking in. Oh, that's great. I'm glad to hear. Oh, I'm sorry. That Okay, that was awkward. You guys, that was Dora the Explorer shit. Like, like when Dora the Explorer would ask the audience something and then there's an awkward delay like, like in uh, the news when someone's like, back to you John or whatever she did that and it's always awkward I just put you through that you're supposed to respond when I wasn't talking okay chapter three how what the fuck Jacqueline Ah, I told you I was gonna put my spin on it I told you I was gonna not make this boring I just had fun okay so chapter three how to build better habits in four simple steps I love a step-by-step program man okay let's get into it Whenever you want to change your behavior, ask yourself, how can I make it obvious? How can I make it attractive? How can I make it easy? And how can I make it satisfying? A habit is behavior that has been repeated enough times to become automatic. Any habit can be broken down into a feedback loop that involves four steps. Cue, craving, response, and reward. The four laws of behavior change are a simple set of rules we can use to build better habits. 
I'm just repeating myself. Sorry. This is like the same thing. Make it obvious. Make it attractive. Make it easy. Make it satisfying. This, this chapter is short and sweet. Okay. I made it obvious. Hey fuckers. I'm doing this seven days a week. It's in my bio. It says I do a podcast 365 days a year. How can I make it attractive? Bitch. I'm the face of the show. I'm the voice. Done. Check. Check. How can I make it easy? Oh, I know. I know. Jacqueline, press record and talk. You already do that anyways. Just do it and, re- and post it. That's easy as fuck. And it's one take. I don't edit this shit. Easy. I made it easy. Check. How can I make it satisfying? How do I explain this? Why is this satisfying? Because I'm listening to my soul speak. I'm listening to my truths come out. I feel like I'm connected to myself when I speak on the show every day. That's satisfying as fuck. That is literally what I want to preach and promote to everyone out there. Talk to yourself. Be in the shower and talk to yourself. Be in the car and talk to yourself. Be in the kitchen. Like I was, I found myself like I'm singing out loud, like to making noises I never did before. It, like while I'm cooking dinner. No phone, no podcast playing, no music playing. I'm literally just like singing songs. Uh, what's like a song I could sing right now? I'm just the guy with the girl everybody wants to know. Wishing you were there alone. Wondering how everybody gonna know. So yeah. Is that uh, Blake Shelton? I think so. Yeah, I just like, it's satisfying. This habit is because this is how I've gotten close to myself. Because here's the thing. I will say this. I I preach community, friendship, connection is everything for mental health and feeling good. But this is a totally different experience than that because it's a one-sided conversation. I'm having it with myself and I'm being 100% honest. I'm not in a group of people right now to bounce ideas off of and kind of curate anything and how they're perceiving me and what I'm saying like because I can't do that when I'm by myself I can't like if does that make sense it's a whole different experience and yeah anyways let's get into uh, <laughs> chapter four the man who didn't look right it's the title just need to do a little water break real quick my uh mouth is getting dry talking so much reading out loud is kind of hard to be honest okay chapter four the man who didn't look right okay if you're having trouble determining how to rate a particular habit ask yourself does this behavior help me become the type of person i wish to be Does this habit cast a vote for or against my desired identity? With enough practice, your brain will pick up on the cues that predict certain outcomes without consciously thinking about it. The process of behavior change always starts with awareness. You need to be aware of your habits before you can change them. That's good. Okay, so that spoke to me. Um... I got real honest with myself. I have a, where's my, I have a notebook that has dolphins all over it. So 
after I had a little mini intervention, my family came and visiting me for my birthday this summer for a week, my mom and my sister. And they set me up for success because they bitched me out. Jacqueline, get your shit together. Come on. What the, you, you're, you are not doing what, like you need help. And that was healthy because that they are, they are so honest with me. I knew it about myself. They could see it. It was a beautiful moment. Literally, we have never screamed so passionately and loud at each other. It was it was great. It felt so good. I love like I love yelling with my family. We used to do that. We we'd have bitch sessions where we'd be like screaming at the top of our lungs. We ha- we'd always sit around our couches in our living room and go off. Just like let's have a come into Jesus moment. Sit down. Let's work this out. Someone ends up crying. Someone ends up screaming. But it's amazing because after it, if, if everyone blows up and leaves the room, because sometimes that would happen, like, you know, my brother would storm out and leave or whatever. By the end of the day, we're all hugging and kissing. Like, I know we love each other. It's all good. Um, so what was I just saying? Oh, the awareness. So after that, I wrote in my notebook, my dolphin notebook when they left. Like every day I was journaling, journaling, journaling a lot. And I was just telling myself in writing, like writing it in front of my eyeballs, my bad habits and all the shit I need to nip in the ass. And I put everything out on paper. And that was the diary before I went audio with my diary, which is this show. (laughs) I would write, I always write, but now I'm telling you guys my shit. Um, I love notebooks. I, I just love writing. I don't know what it is, but, um, fucking that awareness was good for me. Just seeing it and being like, just can't hide, can't hide from my problems anymore. My family just yelled at me. I'm start, you know, I started yelling at myself and then it's like therapy happening. She's telling me shit. I'm like, okay, let's do this. I'm aware now. And, uh, I needed that before I was able to going back to the quote, the process of behavior change starts with awareness you need to be aware of your habits before you can change them. So, rat it out, bitch. Um, okay, so chapter five, let's just move forward. The best way to start a new habit. Many people think they lack motivation when what they really lack is clarity. That just spoke to me. I'm crystal clear about what I want with this show. Seven days a week. That's it. That's all my brain sees. Seven days a week. That's the habit I want to get in with it. Simple. There's nothing. That sentence is done. I podcast seven days a week, period. I don't need to overcomplicate it, overthink it, overanalyze it. That's clear as fuck. And I understand that. I don't sleep before I do. I don't go to bed without posting a podcast. That's it. So we're going to talk about habit stacking next. I learned this. So one of the best ways ways to build a new habit is to identi- identify a current habit you already do each day and then stack your new behavior on top. This is called habit stacking. So um, how do I explain this? So the habit stacking formula is after this current habit I'm doing, I'm going to do this new habit. So let's make a stupid example that makes sense to you guys right now. A simple, simple thing to understand. So, (laughs) okay, I was going to do something sexual and say something. No, I won't do that. I was going to talk about like when you're having sex, after I do this position, I'm going to switch to this position. (laughs) 
after I go down, okay. Um, so Jacqueline, after you're done cooking, I will, so Jacqueline, after Jacqueline finishes cooking, Jacqueline will clean her dishes or whatever. Like you just put, you stack something after. So whatever the new habit you want to do is put it right behind something that you already do. So I don't fuck. I'm trying to think. There's so many good examples I could give you right now, but my brain is Friday. I got five or five hours of sleep. I blame TikTok. So like, I'm trying to think, oh, fuck, what do people suck at? They want to get better. Oh, let's talk about social media addiction. Okay. So like after, after one hour of social media, I don't go on social media for an hour. Flip flop. I don't, okay, that sucked. I don't know. You guys know what it means. So habit stacking is a strategy you can use to pair a new habit with a current habit. Okay. Obviously I just explained that. Okay. Chapter six. Let's move on. Does that make sense? Was that clear? Are you guys, do I make myself clear class moment of silence, moment of pause for you to respond? Are you, does that make sense? Don't overcomplicate it and like build habits like slowly and methodically. Just like Jacqueline, do your dishes after you're done cooking or whatever the fuck, which I struggle to do sometimes. I'm like, okay, I just want to do this. Like I woke up this morning, life update, I woke up this morning. I'm like, I got to get this ground beef stuck or stuck ground beef all over the bottom of my pan from yesterday. I got to scrub it off this morning. Fuck. That sucked. If I was self-disciplined, if I had this habit built where I just did it automatically, because it's all about autonomy. That's what this podcast has become. It's you know, as much as I complain about how tired I am right now, my body is just going through the motions. I'm like, okay, plugging my light in, plugging this in, pulling up my garage band, pulling up all of it. It just like happened. It's cool how that, that works now where, I mean, you guys, I, I do take you behind the scenes on my Instagram live sometimes and show you my editing and uploading process, which is like under 30 minutes with video and everything. I just, dun, 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 dun. it's so fast. And it's like, crazy how in the beginning there were so many hiccups but now it's efficient okay dumb example right now but I have this new barista coffee maker from Breville it's called the barista express best to to be honest I feel like I'm working at a coffee shop every morning it's fucking magical but when I first got it I was clunky I didn't understand it's been a couple weeks now where when I was grinding the beans in the little port filter I kept spilling it everywhere I kept like getting those little grounds all over my counter and I finally figured out a system where I like tap it on the counter a little bit stick it back in tap it smash it down like I'm so efficient with my um bean grinding for my coffee which I need to take another sip of because I I just I fucking love coffee whenever I talk about I get FOMO like I need to be hanging out with it in my mouth Ice coffee for president 2024. So anyways, there's an example of, um, I guess autonomy where you just get better and better. Like yoga. Great example. Getting better at my splits. Okay. Moving on. Chapter six. You, you guys are going to like this cause I've bitched about it before. And this is what I preach. Okay. 
not to be a prof, a preacher, but here I am. Motivation is overrated. Environment often matters more. Yeah. Where's my notebook? Wrote this. Show on YouTube because I got to prove it. I'm not a bullshitter. I, I wrote, I don't know anything about motivation. I'm showing YouTube. I said, I don't know anything about motivation. I was born driven. Wrote that in 2017. I don't know anything about motivation. I was born driven. Environment often <laughs> often matters more. And I say that. How do you want to live? What's your environment? Who, who, who are you surrounding yourself with? That matters so much more. In fact, look, look, when I was working a startup company, I recognized early that you can solve a thousand steps of building a business by surrounding yourself with people that have built businesses. If you just get 10 entrepreneurs around you or whatever the fuck and you become friends with them, you ask them questions, you do, you know, you use them as mentors, that's going to eliminate a thousand steps of you trying to figure it out yourself. So I mentioned physical environment, how you live is important, but people are so important. And I, I'm not really... Okay, in a weird way, I'm doing that right now with watching so many. Well, not really, because everyone's got their own flavor in the podcast world. But I don't really have mentors, like podcast mentors at all. I have nobody. I'm a, I'm a soul. I'm, dude, this is my show. This is all I do. But I, I like watch, like I knew that it's fun to put cute shit all over your set for the YouTube podcast. So when people are like, I'm sick of looking at this bitch. I'm going to look at her little... Um, salt and pepper shaker named Patty, Patty the bear, or Hey, I've got Bob the snowman in the background or Hey, I got Frankie the horse or, you know, it, it's fun. Like I've, I recognize that, I, that wasn't like someone mentoring me saying, Hey, Jacqueline, make your set fun. I just observed it and I noticed that. And so now I'm doing it, but, um, whatever you want to do, go find someone who's also doing it and befriend them or Dude, DM people. Just ask questions. Who gives a fuck? What's the worst? What's what's the worst that's gonna happen? They're gonna say no. Ooh, that sucks. I was trying to explain that to my mom yesterday. She um. I don't want to like. This is not a negative thing, but I think everything's you know g- generational or one generation does it this way, the next generation does it that way. It's always like a response to the previous generation, and. I guess she's grown up with a lot of, or been in an environment that makes her feel shameful if she's not able to, like, I don't know, be, like, she, I, can I even talk about family? Is this going to get me, family, I love you. This is my observation as a millennial generation student of the world. I recognize that a lot of the behaviors I've witnessed, I guess my mom, I'll just say her, but her maybe her generation do is like trying to please their parents and make their parents really proud of them and happy and if they don't they feel guilty and and ashamed of themselves and I was telling her yesterday I'm like like if you need help if you need your parents for some if you need just be the main character it's the whole TikTok thing be the main character of your life that's what I, I told her I'm like don't be so worried about getting a no or getting a raised eyebrow and feeling like shit about yourself like just fuck it come at them with like no inhibitions honest completely honest and open conversation about whatever it is you want to talk to them about and just if they're like weird about it just be like oh okay like you kind of 
I've learned that, or I've felt better in the last couple of years being that way around people and just being that main character. Like everyone else is a, ca- a character in my movie that I'm playing with and I'm not going to take anything personally or feel any different about myself based on their feedback. Cause I think that's where you get in a trap in life. I think that's where you get, um, that, that like I, I experienced cause here I am on the other side where I felt soul stripped and I felt my, like I had an identity crisis because I was allowing somebody to mold and shape me and shape how I thought about myself where now that I have zero, like, not that I don't respect my elders or respect people that are, you know, miles above me and, or any of that, which I already have issues with. I just think we're all the same. I, I, I doesn't matter. Like there's just people in this world doing different things than other people, but I don't think, uh, I don't think people are less valuable because they're not, you know, the commissioner of the county, (laughs) county commissioner (laughs) or the guy digging ditches. You know, it doesn't change my mind about people. Um, I try at least when I am like thinking about their life and their, like their, them as a human being, I don't, that doesn't influence me. But for the most part, I just kind of like, do my thing. And I I told my mom, I think what's good to do is try to become that person. Everyone goes, Oh, that's just Jacqueline. Oh, she's just funny like that. Or, Oh, you know, she doesn't really mean like, I mean, if you come out with at your parents with a big ask and you're nervous to do it, but they just know you as she just, it's not like you're crossing boundaries, but you're not holding back. You're not trying to like, my mom and I had a deep conversation yesterday. I was going through some, I, there's some like adulting shit I have to take care of. And I was so like, oh yeah, let's just, what's the solution here? What do I need to do? I was on the phone with a guy. I'm like, what's your goal with me today? Just right off the bat. Like, what do we want to accomplish with this phone call? Cause I don't like, I don't like to get emotional. I don't like to get like upset and worry about how my mom, like when we were talking on the phone, I'm like, well, mom, let's solve this problem. Let's get to the solution. Like all this other filler, like, oh, well, we didn't do this. And I knew you forgot to do that. And da, da, da. Like, that's the le- like obvious stuff we both know, but to talk about it and to stew over it and to get emotional about it is like a waste of time in my, it's not efficient. So I'm just very quick to go to the solution when I talk to people and if they're weird about it, if they want to go into details and pick things apart and get heated about shit, I'll be happy to listen about I'll listen to them about it or let them talk and just sit back and let them. I'm not the one who's going, well, I was doing this and this happened and then this and like, I don't do that. I let the other person vomit. Always let the other person vomit on you. Don't vomit on them. So that just is a, that's honestly not good for your health. It winds you up. I don't know. Okay. Was that a tangent? I, I liked it, but that was fun. I f- kind of forgot where I started. All right, let's move on. Um, oh, motivation is overrated. Environment matters more. Chapter six. It's easier to build a new habits in a new environment because you are not fighting against old cues. Yeah. Yeah. Gradually your habits become associated with n- not with a single trigger, but with the entire context surrounding the behavior. 
the context becomes the cue. That's cool. The context becomes the clue, the cue. Make the cues of good habits obvious in your environment. Interesting. Okay. Is that, are you guys, is that clear? Chapter six clear? If you're in a new environment, you're not fighting old cues and old triggers. Yeah. That's like wherever, whenever I move, I always make an intention. Like when I live in this house, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make a point to not do this here. <laughs> like, What's like something bad I could explain? I don't know. Like, I'm going to be super disciplined and, like, never uh, forget to clean my couch cushions or fucking, like, I'm going to always make my bed when I live in this apartment. There's a good example. I'm never going to skip a day make, making my bed. So, but when you're in your same environment, you get used to your own shit and you, like, you can't smell it anymore. It's like if, it's like, that's why cows are fine living in their own shit. I used to grow up next dairy farms. Those cows were knees deep sometimes in, in their own shit. But when they're in it all day, they don't notice the smell. That's like when you go to someone's house and you're like, hmm, it smells like their house. But when you're, when you're in your house, you don't notice that it smells like your house. Okay, so we're going to get into something next. Okay, we're going to get, we're going to talk about self-control and the secret to self-control in chapter seven. Okay, so this is interesting. So the inversion of the first law of behavior change is to make it invisible. So the first law of behavior change is make it obvious. So the inversion of that is to make it invisible. So once a habit is formed, it is unlikely to be forgotten. People with high self-control tend to spend less time in tempting situations. It's easier to avoid temptation than resist it. No shit. I try to, I, I toy with that sometimes with myself. Like, I don't know. Like you guys know I used to smoke <laughs> the jewel and I used to like, I don't know. I just try to, I don't hang. I don't know. Oh, that's a weird example. What was I thinking of? It's easier to avoid temptation than resist it. It's almost like, like if you're I don't I'm, I don't mean to say block people out of your life but if you have a problem with drugs and alcohol like stop being friends with people that are doing drugs and like drinking and doing all the drugs I don't know okay that's hard that's easier said than done one of the most practical practical ways to eliminate a bad habit is to reduce exposure to the cue that causes it <gasps> I love that I love that so that cue that trigger that causes you to do the bad habit if you eliminate that entirely if you never put yourself in a situation that's going to cause you to do the bad habit that'll help you stop doing the habit that's beautiful like for example Jacqueline got rid of her jewel it's not I don't I'm not a, I literally don't have it around it's like not in my out of sight out of mind yes it's still in my car in my glove box I've told you that a couple episodes ago I smoked that bitch for two years about, and I had lung issues last summer. Couldn't breathe for two days. It was great. Um, 
but it's out of sight, out of mind. I never think about it. I never, because th- I only, I don't have pods. I just have like the base of it. I have two of them in my glove box, but I reduce the exposure and uh, I don't smoke the jewel anymore. Self-control is a short-term strategy, not a long-term one. Yeah. Okay. That's great. So real quick, let me just like synopsize that. I love making up words. It's about systems, building systems instead of thinking, I'm going to bottleneck myself and be super self-disciplined and control the situation and execute on this like new habit I want to do. That's like starting a new diet and just like taking all the shit out of your house and like just going to the gym like 10 days, 10 days a week for one week straight, fucking twice a day for a week. Like your body, that's a short-term strategy. And the long-term is build a system, like build an entire process around the habit that is autonomous. Okay. You guys are learning so much today. It's all about autonomy, efficiency, fucking Jacqueline's teacher Tuesday. How's this episode going? I've never, like I said, I've never done this anymore. I understand if you got to go leave me homework uh, assignment, if you need, if you feel like it, I'll take one for the team today. I'll be, uh, I know I'm the speaker and not the listener, but if it's like a, a lukewarm one star or two star, if you give me that kind of review on the Apple podcast app, I'm self-aware. I understand you. This is like a whole new territory going into like reading book shit. What the fuck? This is the Jacqueline Monroe show. It's off the rails. I never do this shit. So anyways, let's get into chapter. Is it eight here? how to make habits irresistible. So yeah, this is, this book has like 20 chapters. Should I button it up now? We can, we can continue this teacher Tuesday about atomic habits by James Clear next, next week. But let's make this, let's learn how to make habits irresistible. So the second law is got to make it attractive. The more attractive an opportunity is, the more likely it is to become habit forming. Habits are dopamine dopamine driven feedback loop. When dopamine dopamine <laughs> ah. Why can't I say dopamine? Dope dopamine. Dopamine? When dopamine rises, so does our motivation to act. It is the anticipation of a reward, not the fulfillment of it, that gets us to the take action. The greater the anticipation, the greater the dopamine spike. Temptation bundling is one way to make your new habits more attractive. The strategy is to pair an action you want to do with an action you need to do. Okay, so how how can I reflect on this chapter and talk about how I'm applying it to my life? How is this habit of podcasting seven days a week? A dopamine-driven feedback loop. How do how is this habit make me motivated to act? It's hmm. an interesting question, Jacqueline. Great question, Jacqueline. How can I answer that? Um, it's the dopamine I get afterwards. Honestly, it's like a high. I feel good about my day. I feel like I got it all out. I do this usually in the morning. I uh, can't say that for the last couple of weeks. You guys are getting sexy time at night with Jacqueline, like 10 p.m. some days, but... Um, 
it's the closest I feel to myself. It's the messages I get that you guys are, you know, it's helping you guys get through your day or you're laughing along with me and uh, whatever it is. That's awesome. I feel like that's what keeps me going. And just the fact I want to get a six minute scroll. Uh, I want to have you guys uh, fucking Jacqueline figure out the sentence. I don't want to get a six minute scroll. I want to it's motivating as fuck, even though I don't believe in motivation because I'm born driven. What did I say? I should have elaborated on why I wrote that, but it's just a fun thing to see like the number. Oh, like today, 75 days of podcasting. That's cool. I've never done something like that in my life. I understand why people climb mountains. The whole point is like getting to the summit. I'm feeling accomplished. And the limit doesn't exist to the Jacqueline Monroe show. Obviously, I said when we scroll for six minutes on the Apple Podcast app through every episode, and you know, it's going to take six years or however the fuck, 30 years to get to there. But uh, that's the, I guess the exciting part is just like the feeling I get, how happy I am, how clear I am about my life and what I want because I'm speaking it out. I don't keep it to myself. I tell you guys, I'm totally down to overshare and tell you everything. Um, which is an, it's an odd thing to do. Let's be, let's be honest. Let's be super honest right now. Is this narcissistic? Maybe. Is this too much? Maybe. But it's challenging. I don't know anyone. I don't really know anyone else doing it. I mean, I'm sure there's people doing it, but I, uh, it's like, I don't know. I want to live a 1% life and I don't, I'm not shy about saying that. I don't want to live an average life. I've always, the whole driven thing. So I think everyone can relate to this. Everyone's like, yeah, I just have that thing inside of me that feels like, you know, I'm going to make it. I'm going to be somebody. I'm going to make an impact on the world. I'm going to fucking, you're going to see my name in light someday. You know, I think a lot of people have that somewhere in their being being that they want to be great. They want to be part of the 1% of people that are like top of the world doing cool shit. Because that's fun to think. Like, like I said, I'm a big dreamer. I think about life in a, like in a, I'm a movie character. This is my show way. And I don't want to fucking, if I, if there is a process, if there is a way that already exists to get there why not try it why not throw on a headset Jacqueline and challenge yourself and talk every day and feel good about yourself and like you're contributing to society and maybe you're helping someone out there instead of being confused on what to do and like just wasting your life away not picking something um but I think back to what I said everyone has that thing inside of them or I'd say a lot of people Here's what I say. When I say a lot of people, I recognize that the happiest people are the ones that are just like <laughs> going out to the bars five days a week and fucking, why am I talking with an accent? I don't mean it like that. Okay. Don't come for me. People that are social butterflies, no, they go to work. They like to sit around, watch football, drink beer, fucking, that's one example. Obviously there's many. Or just people that are when I mean social butterflies, like they're constantly just caught up with people and activities and we're going to this trip, we're going to this festival, we're doing this. They're just like their life, they're f- they're full and they're happy because of that. Where 
when I say most people that have that thing, I'd say the creatives out there, the ones that want to like express themselves and their personality, their body, their aura, whatever is the, like, that is the thing they want to, the world to see. Like they're, how do I explain that? Like an actor who's like, I want to be on the big screen. I want to be in front of people's faces. I want to act. What this? How do I? So the introverted, more reserved people that are creative. I think a lot of us. I'm putting myself in that category right now, for the purpose of this example. Um, I think a lot of them have that innate desire that's burning inside of them somewhere. They want to be a pop, fucking pop star. They want to be. Uh, I don't know. Or it could be inventors I always say inventors science people that want to invent some shit to change the world flying cars or fucking invisibility cloaks like Harry Potter or um, (laughs) time time travel like they want to pop off and so when I said I don't know anything about motivation I was born driven I wrote that because that drive is just part of who I am I don't need some external motivation. I don't need some external inspo to get me started and to get me going because that's already part of who I am. I think I've been, I've been, I've been confused on exactly like how to turn that drive into some sort of physical thing, some product, something I can give to the world and it's finally apparent. It's finally clear as fuck. Going back to um, this book, Atomic Habits, like clarity is everything. I'm clear about it now. There's no, oh, maybe I should go be a teacher. Maybe I should go be a, I should go work at the zoo. Like, no, I'm a, I'm a daily podcast host. It's clear as fuck. And that drive is like, it's never going away. I think, yeah. Okay. Was that relatable? Did you learn something? I hope you did. Should we move on? Chapter nine. Fuck it. The role of family and friends in shaping your habits. The culture we live in determines which behaviors are attractive to us. We tend to adopt habits that are praised and approved by our culture because we have a strong desire to fit in and belong to the tribe. One of the most effective things you can do to build better habits is to join a culture where one... Your desired behavior is the normal behavior. And two, you're, you already have something in common with the group. That's great. So I can apply that to my life. I, I noticed when I first started getting into fitness after playing sports my whole life, like in college, I befriended someone who our friendship was built around our healthy lifestyle. It was like we woke up, we met at the gym, we both did our exercises together. And like that was normal that whole like the friendship we had wasn't it wasn't weird because like for another example I had friends in another situation this is college where I remember they would like roll their eyes if I was eating egg whites they'd be like what the fuck like they got they were annoyed by how healthy I was they were obviously projecting because I feel like they weren't happy with their health it seemed like it felt weird like that and so because I've always cared like I've always been I don't know like I I like feeling 
quality of life, life is everything for me. How I feel in my body is everything for me. I don't like to feel like shit. So back to what this, um, uh, quote is about the most effective way to build a better habit is to go to a place, surround yourself with people where your desired behavior is the normal behavior. So everyone else is already doing it. That's like surrounding yourself with people that like for me, it's not awkward joining a group of pot, like, I don't know, befriending a bunch of podcast hosts, which is what I want to do. That's literally what I said, like episode one, all the people I want to be friends with are podcasters. So it's a normal behavior. The, the desired behavior I want is to podcast every day. So that's a podcasting is a normal behavior for all those other people. But someone who's like, I don't know, just like super reserved, doesn't put themselves online at all, no social media, um, very private. Maybe they work. Maybe if, if I was in a friend group with strictly librarians, no social media, this would be taboo. They wouldn't really get me. And I think that's my mission too with the show is to be understood. So people, I don't know. I feel like it's hard for, I, I feel misunderstood sometimes. And so for me to feel like accepted, cause tr- you know, what is this thing? Uh, says that we're tribal you already have something in common with the group why don't I read about tribes oh yeah we tend to imitate the habits of three social groups the close the close family and friends the many the tribe and the powerful those with status and prestige yeah so fitting in with the group is it's key. You don't want to feel like, uh, it, it, it's like writing with your left hand. If you're right-handed, if you're in a group of like, for me, librarians that don't understand me, that's not fun. Um, so, okay. The normal behavior of the tribe tribe often overpowers the desired behavior of the individual. Most days we'd rather be wrong with a crowd than right by ourselves. Okay, let me read that again because I'm trying to process that. The normal behavior of the tribe, everyone drinks iced coffee, often overpowers the desired behavior of the individual. Jacqueline doesn't want iced coffee. Jacqueline wants hot coffee. That's backwards because you all know I like my iced coffee more. So let's fix it. Everyone in the crowd drinks hot coffee. The desired behavior of me, the individual, wants iced coffee. Most days we'd rather be wrong with the crowd than right by ourselves. The whole crowd's getting hot coffee. That's a terrible example for this, but just to fit in. Oh, fucking, I can apply this to high school. I would do shit I didn't want to do just to fit in. I think we've all kind of done that. You morph because, or... This is so real right now in the times of the election and everything. People, like the the people in the closet supporting Trump, (laughs) outwardly they're against him. Not that they're wrong with the crowd, going back to the quote, but they'd rather fit in with people around them than be honest and say, and be in alignment with their beliefs and their truths about what they think about Trump. But outwardly they're bashing him. Inwardly they're like, well, I fucking kind of like the guy. 
that feels awful. Okay. So going back to my life, because my podcast, I understand it's one-sided here, but listen, I don't do that anymore. I've eliminated that part of my personality entirely lately. Like, well, I'd say over the last couple of years, I've full, it's gone. It's so gone. I don't pretend, I don't try to shift parts of me, like my beliefs or what I really think. So other people like me, I like don't even care. And I think that's respectable. I respect people that are like that. I'm like, well, I know where they stand. It's crystal clear. There's no like trying to read between the lines or like, what are they really, you know, you think there's something up with them. I don't want to be that person where you're like, oh, there's something up with her. Everything I say is what I believe. I say what I mean. I'm not, you know, insecure about being liked or trying to, like I, I said, that's out the window now. You know, I feel like growing up with social media into adulthood, the years of me dating guys and starting out, you know, my, my life on my own, I was kind of conditioned and obviously influenced by influencers and other people to curate myself in a way that was attractive to people online, especially men who are, you know, dating apps, just meeting guys and sharing your social media. It's like, I don't want them to see this and be like, oh, she's a fucking psychopath. She talks to herself every day. Like, of course, I wouldn't be down to do this when I was 18. I was insecure. I wanted people to like me. And that's gone. That bitch is like, she's Burnett. Look at me now. I'm woke and I'm blonde. I'm not woke. Fuck being woke. I don't like saying that. I'm not woke. (laughs) I said I was woke. I do say what I mean. I'm saying I'm like, I'm at peace with who I am. I'm not changing. I'm not trying to be liked. I say that every show. I'm not for everybody. I'm not for everybody. But if you're down for me, if you're down with me, down with this shit, that's awesome. That's what I, that's what feels the best as far as having, um, an audience like building one so far. I mean, it's a small army, very small. Uh, we got a group chat going on Instagram though, which is fun, but it feels good when you don't feel like people are hate listening or kind of like, I don't know, like they don't understand you. They don't really like you. I don't want that. I want people that are down. They're like, I basically listening to myself. We're the same person. Anyway, should we do chapter 10? I just, no, let's wrap it up. I gotta, I gotta wrap it. This is teacher Tuesday reporting to you live teacher Tuesday. First edition. I honestly think that was a good way for me to like, just like hang out with myself. And I got the jazz music back on. Sorry, I just fucking love this song. It's called Together Again by Dave Cause. This was a great way for me to hang out with myself and be kind of zen this morning while I was sleep deprived. So I might do it again. Obviously, we'll do it Tuesday. Because I definitely want to bring the value. I want to bring the entertainment and the education as well. So let's prioritize Teacher Tuesday from here on out. It's also an opportunity for me to look sexy as fuck on YouTube and wear my 2020 vision no lens sunglasses. Okay. I was thinking about that and I'm like, cutting music. I was like, that's a company I should have, or a brand I should have started. 2020 vision, no lens glasses for the people out there with 2020 vision. It's 2020. Why the fuck didn't I do that? That's a billion dollar idea. 
like legit I started wearing no lens sunglasses in college I remember my roommate Sean was like one one night he went out and I'm pretty sure he borrowed them to wear I think he borrowed a scarf too no or for his hair his um like a do-rag he made with my scarf I think or what did he use my scarf for anyways he wore my no lens glasses and it's such a vibe like just no glass happening and you can see someone's eyes really well and you're like oh they've got great eyesight but they want to look cute at the same time because I've always been jealous of people with glasses because it looks hot it looks sexy and I have good eyesight and so I popped out the lenses like I'm doing today and uh 2020 vision sunglasses coming next year in 2021 what if I did that that's me 2020 vision in 2021 what the fuck train wreck of an ending always weird to stop the podcast I don't know stick around if you're a patron for your patron shout out I didn't plug this until the end oh fuck so patreon.com slash tjms tjms if you want to support the show everyone gets a shout out everyone gets my exclusive content on my patreon and uh yeah finish your homework don't be a slacker don't let if your dog eats it your dog excuse me not if your dog your dog can't eat your homework because it's literally on your phone unless your dog eats your phone go to the apple podcast app leave a review on this show uh let me know about outer space and why the stars are in the same position i did want to know that i also wanted to know uh, i asked you earlier to leave a review and let me know if you've ever learned something from the show um so yeah that's it uh love you guys talk to you more for wednesday we might do a little clap back at this serious fucking episode and do what the fuck wednesday and i could wake up and go off like i normally do and bitch about stuff so that's gonna be a new flavor coming at you tomorrow morning i uh, love you guys again ah. have a great day all right bye-bye hello what up you know who you are do i have to share who you are with everyone listening still why do you guys still listen at the shout out part that's that's annoying do you guys just unsubscribe because this part's annoying i get it i i hate when people do shout outs at the end of their show because it's like i know i'm not paying for the patreon.com slash tgms subscription but i know these people are and i'm actually kind of bitter about it fuck them they get a they get a shout out but i don't i'm annoyed so anyways to the people who aren't that and are patrons about time I say your names. We got Ricky Jensen, Trevor Garrett, Eagle One, and Ozzy Torres. Also known as Ozzy Osbourne, also known as Jamie. Uh, anyways, that's a long story. I probably told it before in previous episodes. So love you guys. Thank you for your support. It means a lot to me. I'm um, hoping you're liking the show. I'm trying to be liked. I'm trying to get people's approval. So I hope you... <laughs> I'm a contradiction. Why'd I say that? I just hope this wasn't boring as shit today because I felt like I was it was boring. But anyways, love you guys. Thanks for your support. Talk to you tomorrow on Wednesday. All right, bye.